Two weeks time, another big one. Andy Ruiz Jr., Anthony Joshua go again. How do you see that unfolding? I know we talked a few weeks ago and you, 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 you favored Andy Ruiz to do it again. What are you thinking about? I, and, you know, my, 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 my answer hasn't changed. I, I really believe Andy's going to go in there and do it again. You know, uh, when I look at the first time, the first fight, and I see certain things, you know, as a fighter, you know, it's certain things that, that for red, a lot of red flags that, that alerts me. And if that same that same mindset and momentum go in the second fight, and the Ruiz is going to win that easily. And, you know, I prefer him to win because we're in the same stable. And when he wins, we have the opportunity to unify the division. We have finally an opportunity to have one champion, one face, one name. And if Joshua wins, I don't think that's going to be. I, you know, he's already stated that. He already stated that he has no interest in me and in fighting, you know. So, and I don't think that's what the fans want to hear, nor do they want to see. So, I want unification. I want one champion, one face, one name. The heavyweight division is too small to have so many champions. Uh, I understand lower, champ, lower weight classes, you know, they can go up and down. You can have many champions, but in the heavyweight division, the heavyweight division is all about the big boys. It's all about the power, you know, and this is a special division. They say, where goes the heavyweight, where goes the heavyweight division? So does the sport of boxing, and I believe in that. That's where you need one champion in this sport right here. And if I have another fighter that's willing to put his belts on the line with mine, then that's what I want, you know, at the end of the day. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're joined by Devin Haney here in Las Vegas. Uh, obviously saw you last week, uh, in, oh no, two weeks ago in Los Angeles. Uh, a mad, mad fight week. When you look back on it, how do you reflect on it? Uh, did you gain a lot of followers from uh, fighting on a YouTube card? Yeah, I gained like crazy followers. I gained like 50,000 followers on Instagram, like 20,000 followers on, on, on Twitter. So my followers have, have went up like crazy. So, I mean, it was a, it was a good experience. You know, I'm happy that I did it, and I gained a lot. To be fair, I remember when uh, Coogan shouted your Twitter out on a video. How many followers did you gain from that? I think I went to like 10 or 15. From where? From what? No, all right, so I was at 5. I was at 5, and I went to 15. Oh, so the YouTube card gave you more than IFL, but we did all right. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but you guys did great. You guys, you guys got me up there for sure. <laughs> Looking back at your performance, if you've watched it back, how do you reflect on it? Um, you know, the, the type of fighter that I fought, um, I felt like I heard him early. And when I heard him, he felt my power and that, you know, he didn't want to commit. He just was, he just was in there to survive, you know, and, and it, it all comes with it. You know, I'm not mad about it. You know, it's styles make fights. You know, um, I learned a lot from, from that fight and now we're on to the next. I think people were giving you a bit of criticism for that fight. But as you said, the referee didn't help in matters as well and you said the opponent uh, was quite cute and clever with some of his work so you, you're not looking uh, at it in a negative way you're not downbeat about it all no no not at all because you know it, it, it comes it comes with the with the fight game you know nobody knew who he was but that doesn't mean that he's not good you know so just be just because you know uh, 
the world didn't know who he was. I didn't, I didn't know that he was Olympian. I didn't know that he had 170 amateur fights with like eight losses or something like that. He, you know, he had more amateur fights than me. He, so, you know, um, I didn't know that, but you know, it's, it's part of the game. You know, I showed that I could fight. You know, anybody on, on, on even, even on a, uh, a one week notice. You know, I, I'm, I showed that I'm a true champion. By the way, uh, happy belated birthday. How was it? Oh, you know, it was great. You know, I'm happy to be 21, and um, you know, I'm living a dream. You are, indeed. Uh, Vasil Lomachenko has made some recent comments. Uh, have you seen them, Devin? Well, I haven't seen everything, but I've seen that he said he vacated, so that's all I'm worried about. He said that he vacated, so I'm the true WBC world champion. Nobody can say anything. He said he vacated. He said he didn't want the franchise title. So, all right, you don't, you don't want the franchise title, you vacated. Who's WBC champ? Me. He's made some more comments, actually. I've got them on the phone. I will read them out. Uh, this is from his YouTube channel. He says, who is Devin Haney? Who has he defeated? How has he gained the title? He got the belt because I vacated and it was granted to him. No question, I'm ready to fight with anyone at any time, anywhere, including Devin Haney. All I heard is that he said he vacated. He vacated. He didn't have to vacate. Why did you vacate? Okay. Fair enough. Nobody forced him to go to Cancun. Did anybody, people forced him on a flight. They forced him to get into a hotel. They forced him to stay there for three days. He says that he welcomes the fight with you down the line. Do you, do you believe that, Devin? I believe it. No, but I don't want to fight him when he's old. Because you, then people say he's past it, you won't get the credit for the exactly. win. Exactly. I want to fight him when he's number one pound for pound, like they say. Well, you and your dad. And, and, and how are we going to make the fight if I'm going to go up to 140? There's no way. Well, as soon as you signed with Matrim, and before that, you and your dad were insistent. Lomachenko is the guy you want. You've always wanted him from day one, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, this is no secret. I'm not clout chasing. I'm not, you know, just saying this out the blue. I'm not saying it because I don't want it to, because I really don't want it to happen. I've been saying this for a while now. Devin, uh, can I quickly get your thoughts on the main event uh, this Saturday night with Deontay Wilder defending his belt in a rematch against Luis Ortiz? I mean, this is a great fight. Number, fight number one was fight of the year. Um, Ortiz looks more fit this fight. You know, he looks hungry. Um, but it's hard, it's hard to bet against Wilder. You know, he showed that that from 1 to 12 he's dangerous he can he can he can land that one shot and change the whole night so you got to be focused you know from round one to round 12 every second right Devin let's just give your social medias another plug yeah let's experiment again Instagram and Twitter shout them out and if they if they, it hits a certain number can you give something away to the fans maybe if okay if all right so my Instagram is real Devin Haney and my um my uh Twitter is real Devin Haney as well and if I gained 20,000 followers in how long you want to say? No, 15. We say 15. 15. 15. And how long? How long you want to say? In two weeks. In two weeks? Okay. In two weeks, I'll give away my, my last fight gloves to, wow. a, to a lucky fan. Okay. So let's just stick it to Instagram. 15,000 new followers on Instagram okay. within two weeks. And we pick one uh, winner. You, they get your gloves well, from the you Santiago fight. Hard for Instagram because my I, I gained so many followers in a, in a day. But we could do that. We could do that. Should we switch it to Twitter then? It'll be easier. What do you want to do? Twitter, or Instagram. Let's do tw let's do Twitter. So shout your Twitter out. You get the gloves from the Santiago fight. We'll pick one winner from the UK. Twitter, Road Evan Haney. Give me the 15 in two weeks. I'm going to give it give it away to to you know uh, a lucky fan you know that follows. All right, Devin Haney, thank you very much for your time in Las Vegas. They have to hashtag something. Let's, let's make a hashtag that, so that they can, so I can know. Let's create a hashtag. Do you want to make it about yourself? Do you want to make it about Loma? It's up to you. Uh, uh, Haney wants Loma? Haney wants Loma.
Haney wants Loma. No, Haney wants Noma. Okay, <laughs> Haney wants Noma. Fifteen thousand followers on Twitter. Get going, people. Listen, if you guys want those Grant gloves, those those beautiful Grant gloves, follow. The dream. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you. Is special. Absolute dynamite. Oh my goodness. So Deontay Wilder weighed in at 219 pounds. Luis Ortiz was 236. That's 15 stone 9 for Wilder and 16 stone 12 for Ortiz in English money. Both guys are around their usual fighting weight. Wilder, 4 pounds lighter than he was last time out against Dominic Brazil. But he's been much heavier than this before and also much lighter. So 219 is about right there in the middle for Wilder. And for Ortiz, he's only two pounds lighter than he was last time out against Christian Hammer. Personally, I think the best Ortiz can hope for is to box a cautious, counter-punching fight and hope to win a moral victory by lasting the distance. Because if he goes in there and he gets ambitious, tries to go forward and look to do damage, I think he's going to get clipped again and taken out. But if he does decide to box cautiously and just try to stick to counter-punching and somehow manages to last the distance, even if many people believe that he deserves to get the, the win on their personal scorecard, the judges are never going to give it to him. Let's be real. So other than that, he's got a puncher's chance. And look, he can definitely whack. He managed to hurt Wilder last time out. But Wilder's been in there with him before. He knows all his tricks. He knows what to look out for. And Wilder has good reflexes. I'm confident he'll be able to make it through the fight and avoid getting hit with any kind of crazy haymaker. As far as I'm concerned, it's Deontay Wilder all day in this fight. Ortiz, at 40 years old, yeah, he's still got something left. But he's no Klitschko. He's no Povetkin. Both of those guys were far more proven and far more accomplished at 40 than Luis Ortiz is. Ortiz was really on the Cuban B team in the amateurs. He was never one of the elite Cubans. He was a B team guy. And as a professional, he's done really nothing. He beat Bryant Jennings about four or five years ago. And other than that, his claim to fame was having... A little bit of success against Deontay Wilder. But aside from that, there's nothing really to speak of when it comes to Luis Ortiz's professional accomplishments. I think his significance in the heavyweight division has been grossly overblown and overstated by the spinmeisters over there at PBC. The reality is, as I said, the likes of Klitschko and Povetkin were far more dangerous 40-year-olds than Luis Ortiz, or 38-year-olds, as Ortiz was last time he fought Wilder, and as Klitschko was when he fought Fury, and I think Povetkin when he fought AJ. The danger of Ortiz has been grossly overstated. Good fighter, but not that good. Is it possible 
that he can land a big shot where Wilder get complacent? Well, I think the heavyweight division has been put on high alert ever since Anthony Joshua got knocked out by Andy Ruiz. And the likes of Fury and Wilder have looked at that and said, I don't want that to happen to me. And therefore, they've taken the necessary steps to make sure that it doesn't happen to them. In the lead up to AJ Ruiz, I felt as though the conditions were right for an upset to happen. There was a writer who predicted that AJ would lose in 2019. And I did a video about it at the top of the year. Do you guys remember that? And I said that that writer is probably correct. That AJ, maybe not just AJ, maybe one of the other top three will lose sooner rather than later in a big upset. So when the Jarrell Miller fight got made, I was one of the few people who were saying that Miller's got a real good chance in this fight. And that if I kept saying, if he can take AJ's power, I think he can win this fight. Or at the very least, push AJ very, very close. So when AJ ended up losing to Ruiz, it wasn't a massive shock to me. Because I was, I kind of felt like something like that was probably going to happen sooner rather than later. With this fight here, Wilder versus Ortiz, would I be shocked? Would it be a bigger upset to me personally? I'm not talking about odds. I'm not talking about public perception. I'm talking about my own personal perception. Would Ortiz beating Wilder right now be a bigger upset for my own personal perception than uh, Ruiz beating AJ? Yes, it would. It would be a bigger upset to my own personal perception. Uh, because, as I say, Wilder's already beaten this guy. This guy's not young like Miller or Ruiz. He's old. <laughs> and his ability and uh, dangerousness is grossly overstated as far as I'm concerned. Wilder knows what to look out for. Wilder's got the reflexes. He's got the punching power. He would have learned from the first fight. He's got good instincts. Uh, and on top of all that, he's got the PBC machine behind him. And they don't want Luis Ortiz to walk out of the ring with a green belt. They're going to make far more money if they can have Wilder fight Andy Ruiz in an undisputed fight. Well, won't be quite undisputed, but you know, they'll try and sell it as undisputed without the WBO strap on the line. They'll make far more money out of Wilder Ruiz than they would make out of Ruiz versus Ortiz. And of course, we wouldn't even get to see Ruiz versus Ortiz anytime soon because there's going to be a rematch clause in the contract. So we would see a third fight between Wilder and Ortiz if Ortiz pulls off this upset. So Wilder may not need the help this time around by way of, you know, doctors interfering or referees helping him out when he's hurt. He might not need that this time. But if somehow he does need it, that help will be there. Either with referee intervention, doctor intervention, funny score cut, whatever he needs, he'll get it. <laughs> Again, he may not need it, but if he does, he'll get it. So I'm very confident that Deontay Wilder is going to win this fight. I won't be surprised if it's competitive. I won't be surprised even if Wilder ends up in a real, real tough life and death struggle. That won't be a surprise to me, but I just feel like Wilder will be able to get through it. And the judges are never going to give Ortiz a decision. <laughs> you know, so it's not like I don't see any kind of competitive fight here. No, I just think 
whatever Ortiz throws at Wilder, Wilder will be able to survive it. And the judges are going to give Wilder the benefit of the doubt, not Ortiz. So that's my take on it, people. Drop your take in the comment section below. Let me know how you feel. It's happening. I'm out. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm we're we're going to take it over for me. Go on in. Take it. Carry on your first verse. I was we'll going to say, I'm out here in Dubai. With yep. me, I've got none other than the one and only Billy Joe Saunders and Round 10's own out here in Dubai, Ahmed Siddiqui. I mean, I just want to start with you, Billy, unless you've yep. got something else you want to say there. You want no, 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 we'll wind it. We're going to let you. This is your show. show. We're on it. We're guests on your show. We're gonna, we're gonna. You've never said, you've never said that to Coogan before. No, no, because so. I got respect for this man, Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Billy. Well, I want to start before we come to you, Ahmed. I want to start with Billy Joe. I mean, you had your American debut out in LA and stuff like. That. How did you find that? Two weeks out, have you had time to watch the fight back and whatnot? Do you know what? I haven't really watched it back. It's pointless watching it back because I know how I felt. So um, I know where it went wrong, where it didn't go wrong. Um, listen, to have a bad day at the office and still come out with a knockout win at this level, this shows that you know you got to have that fighting art in this sport. You know, it's a very dangerous sport. So, you know, as long as you get the win and you both come out safe, that's the main thing. And uh, we both did. Obviously, you don't want to go and fight these guys anymore. You're after the big names. Are you hoping for these big names 2020, like the Canelo's, maybe Cam Smiths and whatnot? Yeah, well, listen, like I say, that's all left from my management, MTK. They've done a brilliant job so far. Um, you know, they have got the, you know, the know-hows to make these big fights. So I've left it with them. I've got my trust in them. And I think that these big fights will happen next. Oh, I'm Sadiqi, we're out here and this is your lovely beautiful country. I mean Billy Joe, you've been here a few times, you're out here to spot MTK fighters and all that. And this, this is the first time I've been to Dubai. Really? Yes. Likewise, it's my first time as well. Yeah, and you know what, it's very, uh, I was expecting to be very hot. I jumped on a plane, no clothes, so I thought I'll see what the weather's saying, let's go to the mall. The malls are open at 12 o'clock as well. So I'm happy, I'm impressed. You're impressed, yeah. you're impressed with Dubai. Yes, I am it impressed. Is, it is an impressive place, you know. It's, it's, uh, Zainus Sheikh Mohammed, you know, he did a great job in the country having the best infrastructure, you know, great hotels here, you know, everything is available. So it's just that boxing, we're growing here and we see a great future in it too. So That's all down to you, Ahmed, yes, isn't it? You, yes. you, you created Round 10 Boxing here in Dubai. You, you partnered with MTK. I mean, I don't know, boxing's still small in Dubai, would you agree? And do you hope it to grow with the help of MTK? Of course, I'm a, I'm a very realistic person, you know. To, 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 we opened the gym six years ago and today, you know, we're... We're partnering with uh, with one of the biggest uh, companies in professional boxing, which is MTK Global, and and all the uh, stable of fighters they have, including uh, uh, Billy Joe, Billy Joe, and Tyson Fury. He's, he's a great champion. Having him and coming to our show in Dubai, this is this is a great great pleasure. You know, our world champion uh, coming here. It's, what more do we want? This shows that 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 Dubai has a future in uh, in, in professional. Uh, boxing as, as as in to stage uh, great fights here because of all the th things we have look at this beautiful yeah, place no, I'm going to span around I mean look at this this is the venue yeah. <laughs> look at the aspect as well how long they've been up and running it yeah you know and all, all of a sudden you've got some um, top rank in one of the piece of it you know soon there'll be other big promoters wanting a piece of it I think that if they keep putting on good shows like this and good venues like this and getting good crowds what's coming out you know once they feed the public this sport with world-class fights 
this could be the you know a heaven for, for, for Dubai you know it's a lovely country as it is so if you could imagine adding world-class you know fighters you know the Joshua's and Ruiz's two elves one you, know, you know so you know even me yeah listen I'd love to fight here one day you know, I know Tyson would love to fight he's mentioned it to me two or three times you know imagine Tyson Fury rigging out a bill here I mean people don't only get you know good fights good entertainment out of it they get holiday as well yeah yes. you know they, they, you're not going to you know your your average flying away to Russia and you're gonna watch the boxing all get on a plane home I mean look at this lovely country there's experience yeah there's a whole waking sort of, up yeah. yeah you know what I mean wake up in the morning or a good night's uh, boxing bit of hangover yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the weather to help you out the beach to get back on it it's good. Yeah, it's All right, good. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm totally for it. I've got to ask you then, Ahmed, how long before you mentioned that Billy Joe, that he's good friends with Tyson Fury, very good friends with Tyson Fury, he just said that Tyson has mentioned to him that he'd love to fight in Dubai. When you hear that, how does that make you feel? Uh, I got goosebumps when he, when he said that. You know, we have a huge stadium, actually, uh, in the middle of the city. Coca-Cola which, which, Arena. Yes, Coca-Cola Coca Arena. Arena, yes. Yeah. It takes around 13,000 uh, people, a state, of an, a state of the art. You know, this is, this is a really small one. It's like 500 people sold out, but imagine having like Billy Joe Saunders or Tyson Fury or the Joshuas or Ruiz or, or whoever, you know, like the big, big names. Imagine um, just imagine me I, yes. versus Canelo Alvarez. Yes, yes. Oh, could that happen, Ahmed? Can you make that happen? It could happen. It could happen. We are sure, and we are very <laughs> positive with our government will will show us the support in, 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 in putting up such big fights because Dubai needs it. Dubai needs it. I, sorry, Ahmed. Can I ask you a direct question? Then, how long before do you believe that we can start seeing the champions like Billy Joe like, and the Tyson Furies and these fighters that we've just mentioned? How long before they can I, be fighting in here? I think, personally, I'm not answering it for him, but I think I'll say what I think. I think once the public, the Dubai people, buy into the boxing, see the good fights, see the big names, get to know the fighters, regular shows, then I think that's a, you know, that's the market really they've got to go to because, you know, I think once the Ruiz and Joshua fight happens in Saudi Arabia, I think the Dubai, the region, sort of thing, yeah, yeah, I think it just spreads out, you know. And um, I think that you could see it here pretty, pretty soon, I think. Yes, I, yes I do agree with them. It's just we're building a fan base now, you know, for the sport. People are not used to it here, you know. Yeah. We have different great sports happening, you know, the, the, the horse, golf, horse the racing, the, the golf, you know, Dubai Tour, the cycling uh, competition. Now we're pushing on the, on the, on the, on the boxing side and, and, and we're getting uh, great ex exposure, you know, thanks to... Uh, MTK Global and, and Top Rank and ESPN and all the big names and IFL, IFL of course, <laughs> IFL, uh, IFL too, you know, great support from uh, from everyone that's yeah. building something from nothing. This is this is not an easy job to do. We're putting our hearts and soul into into professional boxing. I love the sport, you know. Yeah. I, I left a lot in my life yeah. just to put full attention to the that, sport. Yes. So so now is the time, I think. Now is the time. We had we had a great year uh, in professional boxing in the country. And we hope next year with the expo, the expo happening uh, uh, next year in October. So we hope that yeah. at that time we could bring something big to Dubai. Because that will not just bring exposure to Dubai, just for the whole region too, like what's happening in Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. which is great. Which is great, but having it also in Dubai will be even greater, you know, with all the with all the great infrastructure and hotels and entertainment that yeah, we have, yeah. you know, it's, it's just like the Las Vegas of the Middle East, but without the gambling. <laughs> Simply, you know, it's realistically, you yeah, know, talking, it's, it's the Las Vegas of the Middle East without the gambling. I've got so, a couple more questions before we sure. wrap up because the show is about to start. Yeah. Uh, one for you, then obviously you can jump in at uh, well, the second question, but the first question is, 
What fighters have you got that we need to keep an eye on? I know you've got uh, Mujadal Al Nakbi who's yes. fighting in Joshua's undercard in yes. that was Saudi Arabia. Is there any other names out there we should yes, look out for? Yes, we do have uh, Hasib, uh, Hasib the, the fighter from Afghanistan. We just had the fight right now. He's a really talented fighter, just 19 years old. We're taking our time with him. Uh, he, he has a really bright future. Other than that, Majid Al Nakbi. Um, what a great fighter from our country. We're really happy, you know, our country is a really small, it's not a boxing country, and having a fighter like him fighting on and the- And Emirati uh, as well. Yes, and Emirati, and, and fighting on the undercard of Joshua Ruiz, that's that's history for our country too, you know. It's, it's four rounds, he's starting, but still, you know, it's it's it's, it's great news for, 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 for the country, so. So we're happy. We currently have three, three UAE Marathi uh, professional boxers. That never happened in the history of our country, having three active uh, uh, boxers. And we all worked on that in one year. So yeah. we, are, we are very proud of this. And, uh, and with those three kids, hopefully we're going to build a fan base, fan base, a Marathi fan base. Yeah. So that they're, not used to, you know, they're not used to seeing like... UAE boxer, so that's that's a great challenge for us to to build as well. I have one more question then: Who wins, Canel or Billy Joe? <laughs> how do you, how do you win, Billy? How do you win? Let's be realistic. I personally, from you know, I'm a realistic person. He's his his talent is great, and and his technical is in, in boxing is, is is I always tell my friends, you know, he's such a great fighter and it will always be interesting to see him fight the top guys and uh, so I am really happy to to see him here in uh, How does that make Dubai you feel here now, Billy? No, listen, good, especially from people like Mohammed, obviously MTK and, you know, Matchroom all behind me now. I think I've got the right team around me to make them fights and uh, realistically, they're in touch and distance. Like I say, they're all world-class fighters at this level, so I look at it, how do I beat I more look at it, how do he beat me? Yeah. You know, because they haven't seen the best of me yet. And I'm in the prime of my life now, ready to give it. So, you know, let's make these. They're all great fighters. I've got a lot of respect for them. Like I say, what better would it be to get, obviously, Mohammed M MTK, um, Eddie Earn all to work, but a big fight in Dubai. Imagine that, bringing Canelo Alvarez. You know, and myself fighting for a world title here in Dubai. I mean, and a good thing, Canelo visited Dubai, actually. Did yeah. he? I think it was this year or last year, I think. He came to Dubai and then went to Russell Kamer, so... I I'm think, sure he's going to be interested it, too. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's good to see like boxing now all around the world. Yeah. MTK now as well. As Matt had here now in um, in Dubai. I mean, who would think it in Dubai? I know. You know? So they're only just starting out and they're making big impact already. So if you can imagine, you know, another 18 months down the road. I can remember when MTK started out. Yeah. You know, then within three years, it absolutely just exploded. You know, went big. It's, it's, it's the biggest... I think the biggest management in the world, you know, and, and to put, he's not wasting his time with things like this. They're obviously hardworking people yeah. and, you know, very clever when it comes to things like this and business. So to make it work here is a hard job, but once you do get it to make it work here, I think it's, it, this adds another thing to this country, doesn't it? Definitely. Well, guys, I think that's the show just starting. Should we go and get our seats and watch the rest yes, of the show? Will, yeah. yeah. Guys, thanks for this Thank you. TV. Thank you much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.
This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Matthew Macklin has landed in Las Vegas, so there's going to be trouble within the state of uh, Nevada. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, when did you get in, Matt? Uh, got in late last night, so still a bit jet lagged. Um, yeah, we're here for an epic fight. You covered the first one uh, with Wilder Ortiz. I'm sure you're excited to be back calling it again for the rematch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think, and you know, this time as well, Ortiz knows. You know, he'll be kicking himself a little bit that he gassed out and didn't get the finish, you know, because he really had Wilder in all sorts of trouble. Bal saved him, really. Um, yeah, gassed out a bit, didn't have, didn't, punched himself out maybe a little bit, didn't get, didn't get the job done anyway. And, you know, obviously Wilder came back in and, and got the knockout. So, you know, and credit to him. But I think Wilder will be a little bit cagey because he knows that Ortiz has the power. But I think Ortiz will be, you know, trying to set traps, trying to faint trying to lure him into making mistakes where he can make him pay but I think he I don't see this going 12 rounds I'll be shocked if this fight goes 12 rounds I think both will be cagey but they're both going to be looking for the for the knockout points they're both uh, no, no guys neither of these guys are trying to win this fight on points I, I don't see that happening at all we've seen this picture circulating uh, around of Luis Ortiz looks in phenomenal shape uh, I think you know prior to this fight week we were hearing about Luis Ortiz's age and that it should be an easier fight for Wilder this time round. But looking at the shape he's in, etc., I've heard on this fight week that we expected a, perhaps a better Lewis Ortiz. What's your view on it? Yeah, I, I, I just heard he lost, he's lost like 20 pounds, you know, stone and a half. So he's, you know, he's maybe looking for more mobility, more speed, probably worked a lot on conditioning as well. You know, he did run out of steam a bit in the first fight, got tired. So I think he's worked hard on conditioning, probably wants speed, movement, mobility. Uh, look, whoever... Ortiz carries enough power that he catches Wilder cleanly and has enough energy then to finish the job. He, he could get the job done. Wilder, we know, has got freaky power, absolute one-punch power, uh, knockout power. So it's uh, not, neither guy can really afford to make too many mistakes here. You know, so that's why I think both of them is going to be a little bit cagey, but also very switched on. And, and even though there's nothing happening, you know, it'll be so exciting because the anticipation of what's going to happen. You know, and I, as I'm saying this, you know, they could both go out there and, and go gung ho. You just don't know in boxing, especially in heavyweight boxing, when two guys have carried the power to take the other guy out. And they, they've shown that even though uh, Wilder was the one who knocked Ortiz out, Ortiz did show that he had enough power to, to really hurt Wilder. So I think it's going to be a, a really exciting fight. Um, yeah, really exciting fight. Can't wait for it. Of course, we're very close to Joshua Ruiz too. Now, if you take your mind back to June 1st, uh, we had Joshua Ruiz 1, and the week before was Wilder Brazil. Again, you called that fight, and uh, we all know what happened in Wilder Brazil, and that affected Joshua mentally going into that Ruiz fight. He's admitted that. Do you think Wilder will have in the back of his head, listen, Joshua's fighting again in two weeks, if I like, wipe Luis Ortiz out within a round or two, that's going to get into him, or do you think he'll be considering that? Uh, maybe slightly, but I don't think anywhere near as much so as what the Wilder knocking out Brazil did affect Joshua because there's a few different factors. So firstly, Andy Ruiz wasn't really seen as a big threat. You know, believe, unbelievably so really when you look, he'd only never been down. He'd only lost one close uh, points loss to Joseph Parker in New Zealand. So, you know, he, he should have been seen as more of a threat than what he was. But, you know, aesthetically, he didn't look the part. He didn't, he wasn't menacing in, uh, you know, Smiled. his talk. He was all smiling, posing for pictures. So there was no threat there coming. So you can see, you know, Joshua's human, you know, so subconsciously, 
he took his eye off the ball, he looked past him, and definitely, definitely he would have, again, felt under pressure. Even if he you know, said, look, I've got to focus on my job, without subconsciously, he would have felt under pressure to uh, not just win, but to make a statement, because Wilder looked so devastating a couple of weeks uh, previous against Brazil, knocking him out in the first round. We were there, and it was... Uh, so there was definitely um, unsaid pressure on Joshua to not just beat Ruiz, but to make a statement. And uh, sometimes when you're, you're thinking about making a statement rather than just getting the win, you, you know, you're already looking past that guy. You're already um, not giving that opponent the respect that you should. So that, that's always dangerous territory to go in. Wilder against Ortiz with the Fury thing. I don't know. I, th I think Wilder, Wilder got hurt by Ortiz badly. You know, you know, maybe he was lucky because the bell went when it did. You know, then came out and got the win. So I don't think he's in the, the same danger, if you, want to, if you know what I mean. I think he knows Ortiz can hurt him. So I think he will be, uh, you know, supremely switched on. He will be totally focused on Ortiz. I don't think he'll be looking past him. Even though the Fury fight is there, I, I don't even think he... You know, he's not really saying too much about Fury. I think he'll be, uh, he will be 100% focused on Luis Ortiz. Could you imagine, though, if he went in there and did the same thing to Luis Ortiz that he did to Dominic Brazil? Oh, no, I mean, if he did do that... And he's got the... Oh, no, he's got that power. He, he, he's, he's the hardest puncher, pound for pound in boxing. Obviously, he's the, he's the hardest puncher because he's the heavyweight, but anyway, he's just got... Like, there's nobody in any of the other weight divisions that carries that kind of freaky power. I mean, in a way, carries big power, maybe, but, you know, Wilder, just one punch, knock you dead kind of power. So, um, you, know, you know, he's... Uh, Look, if he goes and knocks Ortiz out in a round, that's a statement, isn't it? Even though, you know, it is. But, you know, Ortiz, I think Ortiz is, uh, you know, he's, I don't think that'll happen. I think he's clever and he's crafty. He's, uh, you know, and he'll be cagey. And, and I think Wilder as well will be respectful of Ortiz's power. And he won't want to take too many risks early on either. He'll be, he'll be uh, you know, he'll be careful in there. Now, when I caught up with you, uh, where was it, in Los Angeles uh, a couple of weeks ago, spoke about Ruiz Joshua, you gave your opinion. You were pissed. You thought I was pissed. <laughs> Even though I don't drink. <laughs> no, this was at, uh, before our flight. Okay, oh, that time, yeah, right, yeah. okay. Much more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Um, You'd sober, not by then. <laughs> um, yeah, you got a lot of flack for giving your opinion. Just saying, if you someone put a bullet to my head and said Ruiz or Joshua, I'd say Ruiz. Yeah, I mean, you said it was a close fight. It's going to be a close fight, whatever. But yeah, you got a lot of stick for saying that because uh, you work for Sky. It's strange. I didn't know I got stick for that, to be honest. Uh, in the comments, they're like, oh, Matthew, what, is he turning against Joshua? Like, No, I, I want Joshua to win, but... And, and he, he definitely might win. Like, I'm not going, oh, Ruiz, 100%. I, I don't know. It's a, I think it's a tough fight to call because, you know, for, for the first fight, I thought uh, Joshua was going to win the fight. But I think this fight now is a much harder fight than the first fight ever should have been. You know, I think, um, you know, because psychologically, we don't know where his head's at. You know, Psychologically, you know, he got knocked out. He got beaten up. In seven, you know, he, you know, he was down a few times. He was, you know, he was, he was pretty busted up in there. So, this wasn't a punch from the gods, as he said it was. You know, you know, he said Hassan Rackman, you know, even Oliver McCall. That, that, that Lewis got caught. That's not that didn't. That's not what happened with Joshua. You know, Joshua had Ruiz down and hurt. Um, you know, went in, got clipped. Didn't really recover from it, but stayed in there for several rounds after that. So, you know, it's um, it's different, and, and and I think if the fact that I, you know, and again, I'm 
I'm only like everyone else reading, listening to interviews and, and taking from it what you can. But usually of a, a defeat, there's a reason. You know, you look at it, you process it, you, but you have to face it and deal with what went wrong. If you're, if you're saying that was a punch from the guards, it was a lucky shot. To me, that doesn't say that he's really dealt with it. You know, he's in denial about what happened. He, you know, he, he didn't just get caught with a lucky punch. He got, he got caught and then he was, you know, Ruiz, you know, got the job that went about it. He had, he had time to recover. You know, he, the bells went, he cleared his head a bit. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's... it's um, you pushed me. I was sitting on the fence. It's just, I, I, it's just I, your I, opinion either way. Like. I had splinters in my ass. I was sitting on the fence that, that much. But no, it's um, it's uh, look, it's it's. I think Joshua could win the fight. Of course, he could if he if he keeps him back. Definitely, you know, he's uh, it's a it's a, it's a close one to call. I think if, if he if he keeps it long, keeps it on the end of the jab, keeps it basic behind a double jab right hand, ties him up when they get close. Then I think he can definitely win the fight. He's got to get his tactics right. He can't afford to go into a you know, a shootout, an exchange with a, a guy who's got faster hands than him. And, you know, don't hook with a hooker type thing. You know, you're never going to win an exchange against Ruiz because he's, he's shorter and he's faster. And he's, you know, that's his game. But if you keep him on the end of the jab, keep him backed up, you know, double jab, right hands. And when he does come close, just tie him up. Don't, just, just hold him, push him up. You know, the, I don't think he, um, I think he's got a box a very disciplined fight. Um, you know, it's a tough, that's a tough one. Twelve rounds. You got to stick to tactics, discipline. Twelve rounds. Ruiz, Ruiz as well. Now, not only you know believes he can win the fight, he knows he can win the fight because he's, he's you know he's already beaten Joshua. So you know his confidence has probably gone up thirty percent at least. So you know he, he this is a tougher fight than what the first fight should have been. Two things on Joshua. Um, he's brought in Angel Fernandez, which all clip. Uh, going around on social media today and working out Rob McCracken watching on so what do you make of that and secondly he made some recent comments about if he beats Ruiz in this rematch you should all bow down to me so yeah we'll start with the Angel Fernandez and what do you make of him bringing him in uh, I don't know really I think um, to me it probably suggests that he wasn't happy with some things that went in the camp or maybe not that not happy but looking at where areas they can improve things that, you know you look you have a loss you think well you know, we thought we'd prepared as good as we could and maybe it wasn't a physical thing, maybe it was a mental preparation thing and attitude um, taking our eye off the ball. But now that we have had the loss, let's look at areas where we can improve and maybe that's somewhere, that's an area that they felt he, uh, that, that, that could be improved upon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I th I, look, I think he's got a good man in his corner, Rob McCracken. He's guided him this far. Um, he knows the game. He knows, not just the... Not, only does he know the game. He knows Joshua. You know, he knows what he's good at, what he's not as good at. And um, you know, he's. I, I, th I think. And actually, the stuff Josh Robert was telling him in between the rounds was, you know, he could get back behind that double jab right hand. I thought that was spot on advice. Sound, sounds very basic and very simple, but it, it is basic and simple. You know, you keep. He's a short guy. You keep him on the end of the jab. What can he do to you? You, you go into a, a mid-range shootout. You know, that, that's dangerous territory. Yeah, and just as I said, what do you make of his comments uh, to Sky uh, about the fact that if he wins his rematch, everyone should bow down to me? Who's everyone? Like, just the pub? I'm guessing everyone in boxing, maybe literally everyone in the world. I don't know. Yeah, look, I, he's hurting, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's been up here, and people are kind of writing him off now. Um, you know, they're, they're talking about Ruiz, this, that, and the other, where he was the man. That, that, 
when you're a fighter, that, that's a painful place to be in. You know, you, and you all of a sudden think everyone's fickle against you. That will, you know, yeah, a little bit. Everyone's praising you one minute, you know, and the next minute they're writing you off. That, of course, it hurts your pride, and it, uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be hurting. So, listen, that's how he feels. So he's probably thinking, yeah, well, when I do it, you all, you know, that, that that's a bit of defiance in him, a bit of a bit of hurt pride. But listen, that's a good thing because that, that that hurt pride. That defiance, that'll, that'll fuel him, that'll drive him on now, I think, in training camp. Listen, I think it's a great time for boxing. We could potentially have three massive heavyweight rematches. We know we've got two, starting with uh, this Saturday night in Las Vegas. Uh, any particular plans uh, in Las Vegas the next couple of days, Matt, or just full-on work? No, just working, just soaking up the atmosphere, uh, networking, meeting a few people, some some friends from the, the fight game, and just enjoying the, the buzz and looking forward to the fights. And... Uh, and as you said, there's some good rematches. You know, if Wilder comes through Ortiz on Saturday night, then, you know, February 22nd, Tyson Fury, that's, that's a fight. Uh, you know, I hope Wilder wins because I want to see that fight. Absolutely. All right, cheers, Matt. Thank you. It is special. Ooh, Absolute dynamite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
you know, because I got the rematch coming up with Fury. And, you know, I'm not taking no little opposition. I'm not taking no breaks. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going right back into a dangerous fight. I consider Ortiz one of the uh, most dangerous guys in the heavyweight division because of his intellect. This guy has had over 500 fights. You know what I mean? That is crazy. And then to be a softball and, and this whole background of coming up, and he's fighting for his family as well. He defected from Cuba. You know, he, you know, sailed all the way here. He could have got eaten by sharks. He got captured, and now he ended up here. So he didn't have a long journey to get here. You know, he fell shorthand the first time, which he put up a great fight. But now he's given us second opportunities. And sometime in life, people just only need a second opportunity, you know, and I'm giving them that. So I'm risking everything for him. I'm risking millions and millions of dollars for this rematch. Do you feel he missed that opportunity 20 months ago? It was a, a thunderous fight. You were in real trouble. Do you think that that was the moment that he had and he should have taken it? That moment right there, uh, that was definitely his ultimate moment to become the few, first Cuban heavyweight champion of the world. Being that I was severely ill, I had the flu at that time. Um, and uh, that was the opportunity where he could have captivated on everything, but he only did what he could do. I'm a true champion, you know. And with that being said, you're going to have to – what other guy you know go in, in there, go into the ring and still fight with broken hands, broke arm, third-degree burns, you know, and still come out on top? You know, I'll fight anyone at any given time, no matter what the circumstances of my body. Most of the time, I give guys the advantage over me, but they never knows it because of my, my eagerness to win, my willingness, my heart, you know, as a true champion. You know, I say these things because I really believe in myself. Like I always say, I speak it, believe it, and I receive it, and it don't come shy of nothing less. But it's a new fight on Saturday. He said he's had 12 weeks' notice. He looks in tremendous condition. So... Is it more dangerous this time around, especially with the Fury carrot dangling again? I mean, this is the excitement about this, Adam. You know, we're not going to know until we see it come Saturday night. You know, he's saying that he has more time. So do I. I only had two weeks for him in the first fight. Two weeks. Two weeks and mentally ill. I, I, uh, two weeks and, 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 and had the flu, you know. Um, I came out in that fight. I came out of the tunnel spitting up mucus. My people was very concerned about this, but they know that I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm, I, I, you know, it's me that's risking my life on the line. So, you know, he got a, a couple of, he got a, more time to train, and so do I. So this is what's going to make an amazing fight come Saturday night. Jay was telling us that yesterday, that you were ill going into it, but this time it's been fantastic. Shelley says there's been lots of Southpaw uh, sparring partners, that you're really finding it, your timing, and that it's been a really happy and good camp. Are you absolutely 100% and ready to go? I'm, I'm absolutely 100% ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm all smiles. I woke up this morning feeling refreshed. I felt great. And if this carry on into in, Saturday, all I'm saying is don't blink. Do you think that after the Dominic Brazil fight that you'll go in there and, and try and take him out early, not let him get into the fight? Or do you think Ortiz might try and do that to you because of possible stamina issues later on? Well, I know I'm, I'm not just going to go in and just rush and do anything. i got to take my time with, with Ortiz. When you're fighting a guy like Ortiz, you must strategically move. You just can't go in there and do anything. Why you don't think no one else has tried to fight him? You know, they say he's old and all these whatnot, but the logic of it, if he's old, then that's easy money. Go and whoop his old ass then. That's easy. 
but that's not the case. They, they know his skill level. They know what he's capable of doing, you know. Then they want to say he's, he's uh, 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 high risk with low rewards. This is the heavyweight division. This is where you prove yourself. You have to prove yourself to be the best. And I'd rather walk it like I talk. I'd rather put my actions to speak louder than my words. And that's why you have a second rematch in the Lewis Ortiz. He's one of the best, like I said. And I had to really think in the ring with him. And I'm going to have to do the same thing with him. I don't think he's going to come and rush me as well. He's going to really think because he know I have power. You know, he know that. I'm strong-willed. My mindset is very, very strong. And I don't think he's just going to come and do anything with me. So it's going to be a well-played-out fight. I think it's going to be a fight that, you know, is going to be the battle of who has the, the better uh, intellect in that ring. Although he have more experience than I, but my will and demeanor about where I want to go in heavyweight division, I think is over overpower whatever he's trying to do. In the spring of last year in Brooklyn, it was a dynamic fight. It was thrilling and it went deep. Can it be as exciting again? And, and how long will it go, do you feel? It can and it will be exciting just like it was the first time. As far as how many rounds is going to go this time, like I said, Alan, I'm, I'm feeling amazing. You know, I'm feeling uh, something that I wish I could have felt in the first fight. But this time around, it makes it, it gives me the advantage because he saw me in that state of being, and he gave me everything of him at that time. Now it's different. Of course, he's in better shape, but you, you, you can't put this in shape right here. It is what it is, and it's going to be what it's going to be. So I just can't wait. This is the fight where keep people on the edge of their seat, keep people guessing what's going to happen. You know, this is a fight where, where you, you can't be late for the fight, whether you're at home or in the arena. You gotta go get. You can't go get that last piece of that last hot dog and put those last condiments on there. You can't. You 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 you. you, you Not the ketchup or the mustard. <laughs> no. Nothing. You better have it ready. You can't go to the bathroom and don't have no one by you that's gonna disturb you, because you're not gonna be one of the ones that look up and say what happened. Ben Davison's here. Tyson Fury's trainer on a bit of a scouting, spying mission. What's he gonna see? Uh, I mean, he's gonna see what he always see. Nothing but greatness from Deontay Wilder. Devastating knockout. You know. So. It's a great rematch. Two weeks' time, another big one. Andy Ruiz Jr., Anthony Joshua go again. How do you see that unfolding? I know we talked a few weeks ago, and you, 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 you favored Andy Ruiz to do it again. What are you thinking about? I, and, you know, my, 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 my answer hasn't changed. I, I really believe Andy's going to go in there and do it again. You know, uh, when I look at the first time, the first fight, and I see certain things, you know, as a fighter, you know, it's certain things that, that for red, a lot of red flags that, that alerts me. And if that same, that same mindset and momentum go in the second fight, and the Ruiz is going to win that easily. And, you know, I prefer him to win because we're in the same stable. And when he wins, we have the opportunity to unify the division. We have finally an opportunity to have one champion, one face, one name. And if Joshua wins, I don't think that's going to be. I, you know, he's already stated that. He already stated that he has no interest in me and in fighting, you know. So, and I don't think that's what the fans want to hear, nor do they want to see. So, I want unification. I want one champion, one face, one name. The heavyweight division is too small to have so many champions. Uh, I understand lower, champ, lower weight classes, you know, they can go up and down. You can have many champions, but in the heavyweight division, the heavyweight division is all about the big boys. It's all about the power, you know, and this is a special division. They say, where goes the heavyweight, where goes the heavyweight division? So does the sport of boxing, and I believe in that. That's where you need one champion in this sport right here, and 
if I have another fighter that's willing to put his belts on the line with mine, then that's what I want, you know, at the end of the day. Two rematches in a fortnight, and you believe both will go the same way again? I do believe that, you know. Um, like I said, I'm strong-willed, you know. I speak and believe and receive it. Everyone knows how, 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 how I believe in myself. A lot of fighters wish they can fulfill the same uh, thing that I feel in myself. Many of them ask me, how? How do how, how you believe so much in you? How you know that you're going to do what you said you're going to do? And I tell them, man, it's the law of attraction. What you think, what you speak, it comes to you. And when you understand the laws and how it works, you're not going to doubt yourself. You see others will doubt you, but all my life I've been doubted. And all my life I've improved people wrong. You know, and I shall continue to do so each and every time. So I'm looking forward to continue to do what I do, be the best that I could be, and devote myself to boxing. I only have six years left. I want people to appreciate me with these last six years because when I leave, it's going to be a lot of people sad. It's going to be a lot of people say he was the baddest man on the planet, you know. And uh, I just want my roses now, you know. I'm a great guy. I devote myself to the boxing. I want to give people the best fights possible. That's why you see me going in again with the Lewis Ortiz. I'm risking millions at him. I'm risking everything on the line to fight a dangerous guy and Lewis Ortiz. You know, so that just tell you my demeanor, that they tell you my character about myself in boxing and where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go. You say only six years, it's only about Saturday night now. Just tell the, the British fight fans back, at, back in England that I know that you love Britain, you come over a lot to Yorkshire, you, you, you love the country, what they're going to see on Saturday in this rematch against oh, Luis Ortiz. On Saturday, you guys is in for a treat, just like anyone else is in for a treat. You know, you know what I come to do, and uh, that's give great fights, and I come to knock my opponent out. I knock Ortiz out the first time, I'm gonna do it even better the second time in a dramatic fashion. So, like I said, don't blink. Make sure you tune in every bit of it when I come out of the ring, you know, and um, it's gonna be amazing. I, I still consider Great Britain has some of the best fans in the world. I know a lot of them are going to tune in. I know a lot of them have traveled over. I see some of them right now, you know, and um, I, I love over there. Some are part of your camp, aren't they? Yeah, most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. And um, I'm looking forward to I'm going to build a house over there as well, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of it, and uh, I'm going to put on a great show. I know it comes on um, early, early in the morning, but I'm telling the people, the all that's going to tune in right now, that I appreciate your love. I appreciate your support, and, 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 and you won't be upset. You won't be mad that you had to stay up early in the morning. You're gonna, after this fight, you're going to get a good night rest with a smile on your face in your sleep. So thank you so much for the support. Many, many blessings. We wish you well, Deontay. Thanks thank very much. Thank you so much. Cheers. Blessings. Radio Rahe with Ben Davison here on Fight Week, 24 hours before the first bell rings, and you're not going to be in the corner. No, uh, <laughs> not, not this time. So uh, we want a little, uh, you know, intel mission here, trying to trying to gather some information for your guy. Yeah, I mean, look, if if I can take away one percent, sometimes at this level, one percent can uh, can be the difference. I can watch it on TV a thousand times, but I can only watch it live once. What's your takeaway? How, how, how long have you been here for Fight Week? I got here, I had somebody boxing on Germany, so I come from Germany, so I've been here since Monday night. 
So you've taken in the whole fight week, uh, obviously giving Tyson Fury a, a break. He's probably now kicked back in his recliner, <laughs> not hitting the gym for a week. <laughs> what have you gotten from fight week thus far? The guys, the fighters' attitudes, how they've come, conditioning, mindset. I would say that Wilder looks. If you watched fight week with Tyson and watched fight week here with Ortiz, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that Wilder's a lot more cool, calm, and collected. Um, and what I've taken from that is that Tyson got under his skin, but I think we we could see that anyway. Um, you know, and it, it was a fight of massive magnitude, so everybody reacts differently. Here, he seems a lot more cool, calm, and collected. Maybe could work as a positive but it could be a negative but that's what we're all here to find out on Saturday. You are no stranger to taking a fighter and transforming him physically into the kind of fight shape that he needs to be to compete at the elite heavyweight level. We've seen Ortiz do that. We look around these posters from the first fight and the guy's almost unrecognizable. You're like well who's the guy that's been showing up on the stage all week because that's not the guy on the poster. What do you make of the transition he's made physically? Uh, only he will know whether it's a positive or a negative. Uh, I've seen people say that he's lost a lot of weight. I've seen uh, his trainer say that there's not much difference in weight, just in body composition. So whether it's a positive or negative, we'll find out. But it depends on how long he's had to, to make that transition and make that adaption. If he's been a rush just to drop a few pounds, that's never a positive, you know. Mm. Uh, Tyson last time. The plan was to bring him in about 18, 7, 18, 8. For some reason, he lost about 7, 8 pounds in a week. Um, I know why now, but at the time, we didn't know why. Obviously, losing that amount of weight in a short space of time is going to have a negative effect. Um, but that wasn't planned for. This has obviously been planned for. Uh, so it all depends on the amount of time that he's had and how he's done it. We've seen this fight before. These fighters have seen each other before. You being a trainer, I'm going to put you in each corner for a beat. What would you first tell Ortiz that might be able to change his fate Saturday night? Positioning is going to be very important for Ortiz. Obviously, Wilder's got the, the reach, speed advantage, um, height advantage, and the power advantage. So Ortiz needs to be in position to be able to make Wilder put his shots back in his pocket. He's a good good counter-puncher, good timing, got some got some power himself, so he needs to, when Wilder throws that shot, he needs to let him know that you get this timing wrong and, and make a mistake, I'm going to make you pay for it. And uh, he did that well in, in the first fight. Um, I think that's what he's going to need to look to do this time. And he'll uh, be reactive for three, four, five, maybe six rounds. We saw Wilder in trouble, probably for the first time in real trouble, in the seventh round of their first fight. Uh, it didn't appear that Ortiz had the gas to finish or to step on the gas in the eighth and ninth. Uh, what would you advise Wilder to do to stay out of that kind of trouble? And Does he need to get a knockout, or is there any way he can win a decision uh, uh, victory on this card? Firstly, I, I just want to say, firstly, that both fighters have got fantastic trainers and fast, fantastic teams as well, so I'm sure they'll be getting in there with, uh, with good game plans and that. For Wilder, I'd say that he needs to be a bit better on his his, uh, his positioning, his ring craft, his ring generalship, um, and not to take too many silly chances too early. He needs to respect Ortiz because if he takes a silly chance too early, he will get timed and he will get countered. Um, so it's about set, setting it up for him, taking his time. What was your other question, sorry? Just what he could do to avoid a round like the seventh, but I think you're getting into that. Yeah, I mean, the round... If that had happened earlier on in the fight, maybe, if buts and maybe, this is why we don't know, 
if Ortiz had been a bit fresher, could he have got the job done? The only thing I took from that is that said to me that Wilde has got a very good chin because Ortiz bounced a few good shots off him and he was still in there. He come back and found a way and got the job done. Oh, and is he, Wilder, I mean, able to have the skills to go 12 rounds and get a decision victory? I don't know. Listen, Ortiz is a fantastic fighter. Really, really good fighter. But he's not, he's not Tyson Fury. Um, and will he be able to do what Tyson did to Wilder? I don't think so. He's going to have to try and go a different way about things. At his age, he's Ortiz able to go 12 rounds at a competitive pace with somebody with that much power who's even hitting you on your arms, up the body, not, even if they're not landing flush, they're going to take stuff out of you. So I think, I think Wilder's boxing ability is massively underrated and I just think that because he's come across, it's more spoke about even more so now because of what happened with Tyson, but people need to understand Klitschko, who was so dominant, got outboxed by Tyson. You can't, don't use that as a comparison. That's a separate level. I think that compared to everybody else, his boxing level and boxing IQ is up there for sure. I noticed you took a minute to respect the trainers in both camps. That's a thing that trainers recognize and sometimes critics and even the media will overlook. Trainers tend to get uh, very little credit when a fighter wins and all the <laughs> blame when a fighter loses or doesn't look good. When you uh, had Tyson into a draw with Wilder, I know you guys dispute, but he got up, he performed well, he looked good conditioning-wise. How did that change your life or the way you were recognized as a trainer since then? Yeah, probably by perception, but listen, a, a, a different day, a different performance, even a different fighter, people's opinions can change. So I don't take too much of that. My only sole goal is to bring the best out of every fighter that I work with. And if I do that, the fighters will achieve. And if the fighters achieve, then I'll achieve. So I don't focus on opinions and public opinions. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. And like I say, you can have success with one fighter, you're the best thing since last bread. Have another fighter on a different day, not have a great performance, and you get slated. But it's part and parcel of the game. I fully understand that. And that's what we're in. Boxing dads are, are a bit like, uh, like, you know, trying to take out uh, somebody on a prom date and meeting her dad. Like, they're never happy, it seems, uh, with the trainer. That's something that has been through the annals of history of boxing. It seems like this kind of dynamic has reared its ugly head in your situation, too. Uh, what is the, the, the issue or the situation with you and Fury's father? There is no issue. It's, uh, it's uh, you know... It's a, it's a parent thing. Tyson obviously means the world to him. It was a dramatic fight, a big cut on that. And, and it, was, it was raw emotion right at the time. So, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve and I've only got respect for, for John. So obviously you and John must have had conversation and like, it, it, was he at all apologetic about being passionate like that in the moment? He wouldn't have to be apologetic for being passionate about his son. He's, uh, he's you know, it's his own son, his own flesh and blood, and I can only respect that. <laughs> Does he respect you in that? And what I mean by, by apologetic is, you know, uh, going at going at you like that maybe is unfair. Well, that's up to other people's other, up to other people. You know, that, that question that you're asking me there is, is for John, not for me. Like I say, I can I've only got respect for him. It's interesting to have a fighter who has only 
recently, uh, you know, in relative sense, come back and had success again in the heavyweight after all he's been through, and then to take this kind of diversion course off into the WWE, and uh, you, you never know what Tyson's going to do. At least we never know. You might know. Uh, what is? Uh, how, how did you regard that? How did you find out that WWE was where your boxing fighter was going to fight next? He phoned me up and he just said, "Look, I've had this opportunity. What do you think?" And He'd already made his mind up. I knew that by the way he was telling me. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's a great opportunity. And what Tyson's done is he's brilliant. You know, he's done a lot of self-promotion, which will reflect in promotion for the fight as well. So it's, uh, it's really good work. And he's done that in his time off so that when it comes to time to training camp, he can focus on training. Does it concern you at all or at least worry you that any injury can happen, even in a fight that's not a real fight in the WWE? It's still very physical. Me and Tyson have got a very similar um, outlook on life and uh, we always say you know not just talking about injuries anything can happen people get diagnosed with chronic illnesses every day and you've just got to enjoy life day by day and what will be will be what's for you won't go by you it was a bit like you know people get lung cancer but you don't want to start smoking <laughs> it's it's a unnecessary risk of course but that's talking about something that's unhealthy and damaging you know um, I don't think that enjoying yourself and doing some sport which wrestling is a sport um, is the same sort of comparison. Have you had an opportunity uh, since the cut to watch it heal? Do you know where where that process is? I'm not. Uh, me, I'm the type of person that if I don't know too much on a subject, I'm not going to blag it and pretend, you know? I'm not yeah. going to say, yeah, the, everything's all fantastic. From what I can see, it looks brilliant, looks fully healed up. Um, I know that when Vitaly had his cuts against Lennox, I think he had about five months. I think Tyson will have about six, six and a half months between that and, 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 and this rematch if it happens, if Wilder comes through. So, you know, I wouldn't seem for it to be a problem, but obviously he's got an expert in that field to take care of that. And lastly, on this subject, you know, Tyson has been known to get distracted, to uh, lose focus on boxing, even when he's having success. Are you at all concerned that getting big money and these kind of side, side ventures could take his attention away from the, the goal at hand in the boxing ring? Uh, I don't think so, but look, from where Tyson's come from, which I've seen firsthand, 24-7, more than 365, as long as he's happy in life and he's balanced and, and he's, he's healthy mentally and physically, I don't mind what he does. I don't mind what he does because I know where he's come from and to be health is your wealth and if he won 1,000 world titles but went back to where he was it wouldn't mean nothing so as long as he's in a good place he's got good people around him I'm happy. Wilder Ortiz is not the only rematch that could produce a future opponent for Tyson Fury so we'll be having this conversation again in Saudi? Uh, I won't be over in Saudi because we'll be knuckling down for, for, for training camp. Um, Potential opponents, I think it would be a long way off, to be honest. I think it would be a long way off. I think that, um, you know, obviously, if Wilder comes through this, there's business to take care of there. And I think that if um, Andy comes through, obviously the belts will be with PBC, depending on what decision they make with the, with the IBF. It's a tricky situation, but uh, one door closes, another one opens. Do you reckon uh, Andy Ruiz will come through? I don't know. I think a massive, massive part, like I said earlier, 
these big fights boil down to tactics. Because if Wilder goes in this fight with the wrong tactics, don't be mistaken, he'll get tipped upside down. And if Ortiz goes in with the wrong tactics, he'll get tipped upside down even quicker. So the big fights all boil down to tactics. And uh, I think a big part of this fight is going to de depend on where Joshua is mentally. Jorge's just been with Andy yesterday. He said that Andy's in a fantastic place mentally. Um, said that he's more mentally mature, um, physically looking very good. So it's an interesting one, and I think it'll boil down to tactics. In recent weeks, and maybe this week, in fact, we've seen Joshua come away a little bit from the brand we're accustomed to. He's a little less humble. He wants people to bow at his feet when he wins. Uh, you know, is there, is there anything you can read into that, uh, what that does to a guy at this stage of uh, a fight and a rematch? Exactly. Like you just put it there, he's a couple of weeks out from his fight. I'm not... Listen, it makes no but no difference to me to, to slate him or whatever, but, you know, he's, he's got big pressure on his shoulders of a big fight around the corner. He's um, focused on the fight. Sometimes you're going to say things that you probably don't mean it in that way. Um, it's one of them, but it's... Uh, his, his main focus has got to be not what people think, not public perception, not what's good for commercial-wise for him. He's got to focus on boxing. And for Andy's sake, he's made uh, a big change too. It's been a lot more gradual. We're talking about fitness. Slimmed down quite a bit. Some people in the boxing world think that's a mistake because carrying that weight his whole career has been successful for him. What do you reckon? I don't know if he has slimmed down. I don't know if he has slimmed down. Um, I just saw a video of him yesterday and he looked very heavy to me. Very heavy. But, um, listen, camera angles and that, I might be wrong, he might have, he might have dropped a few pounds. Um, but, like I say, their trainers will know best for them. You think it's all mental for Joshua, or is the, is the boxing skills really an issue? Tactically, it's very, very important for him in this fight. Tactically, it's really important. What do you think, tactically, he was missing in the first fight that he needs to improve for this one? I just think he, uh, he didn't know how to go about the fight. Uh, for me, the problem was Joshua closed the gap for Ruiz. That was the initial mistake. He dropped Ruiz. Actually, what happened first of all, he stepped in for one, two, reached him. But what he done, which was clever, was smothered it because he missed and didn't give that sit at that distance for Andy to fire back. He smothered Andy, got into, after he smothered him, come up with the uppercut hook, which dropped Andy. Then he rushed in. He closed the gap. Andy didn't close the gap on Joshua. Joshua closed the gap on Andy. That was the mistake. Um, which then led to the rest of the fight. So this time, the question is going to be, if Joshua doesn't close the gap for Andy, can Andy close the gap on Joshua? It's an interesting fight. We'll, we'll find out. And lastly, for we talk about what fighters should do, what they think, what's what we uh, can predict for them. But for you, this is a journey of your own as well. You're having your own career. You're having your own ups and downs and successes and learning. So this has been an interesting process, I must imagine, uh, especially with all the doubters initially. What have you learned through this process? How has this uh, affected Ben Davison as a man, as a trainer, as a human? Um, just a hard question, actually. Um... I would say that you just learn just to do your thing, trust in yourself and not to worry too much about others' opinions, but I've never been that way inclined anyway. Otherwise, I think that I probably would have had to, you know, to step onto a big stage with such a big fighter because at the end of the day, you can be the best trainer in the world, but if you're not with a high-profile fighter, you won't be a high-profile trainer. So, you know, the fighters make the trainers. 
whether some trainers like it or not, that's how it is. Um, doesn't mean that the trainer's good or bad, or you know the trainer's the, the trainer's only got where he's got because of the fighter, because the, some of the responsibility for the fighter getting where he's got to be, has been the trainer. But you know, everybody plays their part, and I'm sure in every fighter's career that different trainers have played their part. So you know, you just have to. It's all about the fighters and respecting the fighters. So for me, I just sit back. My job is to to just fully focus on bringing the best out out of my fighters, and. You know, all the rest of it. Obviously, this here, I'm having this conversation because some people may be interested to know what my thought is, but at the end of the day, it boils down to them. This is just part of the build-up, you know? So we're all just there to, to join the ride, I suppose. <laughs> Spoken like a true top man. Yeah, you talk like all the elite trainers I speak to, so uh, good on you for that. Uh, we can't wait to see you do your thing, as you say, again very soon at Tyson Fury's Corner. Radio Rahim with Ben Davison. Pleasure to talk to you. We'll see you at the fights.